Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. (laughs) I made it a point to hold it out for you all because it is the last episode of the year for Lola Pops Off About Dramas. So I wanted to do a Lola Pops Off About Dramas Award um, and it is definitely super cheesy and I am totally um, inspired by uh, something that I used to participate in years ago, uh, but I did want to shout them out because it is a very early and wonderful memory of mine, regarding, you know, revolving around K-drama. And so basically, I used to participate in the um, Drama Beanie Awards. Um, I don't know if you all are familiar with the very popular and successful K-Drama website, Drama Beans. It is one that I contribute to my ability to survive back in the day on, you know, in K-drama space because they gave you so many tips and, um, you know, tricks and how to watch K-dramas, but then also they just um, supported other K-drama watchers and lovers and just informed. It was a great time. It was a really great time. Uh, So shout out to Drama Beans. Um, But they, every, at the end of the year, always had a Beanie Awards where they would list you know, multiple categories. I mean, there were tons of categories and they would list all the nominees for them. And you would go in as a, you know, a person who frequented the site and watch K-dramas and vote. And then at the end, they would post all the results of the voting. And so I loved it. I loved participating. However, after a couple of years of doing this, I just kept realizing how it was, it was a little frustrating because everything that I voted for never won any of the categories. And I was just like, why why am I so like different from everyone else, I guess? <laughs> so then at some point when I was really big in my Tumblr days, I really I loved Tumblr at this time. I um, started to create my own kind of like awards for my, you know, my winners. I would use the drama, you know, Beanie Awards categories and their, you know, nominees. And then I would just post my winners and make like little gift sets for them and like my favorite scene. You know, it was super fun, super cute. And I could totally link that to you guys on my um, blog or my website. So let me know um, if you're interested in seeing that. But yes, I used to participate in these Beanie Awards and create my own winners because I always felt like they would never win. <laughs> so this is kind of my kind of homage or throwback to that. Um, I wanted to do my own little award ceremony with some kind of made up categories that I thought would be nice to kind of highlight some of my faves of this year, um, maybe some of my not so faves of this year, and kind of just wrap up my year in K-drama land and just kind of tell you all my final thoughts about what I, you know, K-drama for me this year. And I wanted to use this episode to do that. So I hope you don't mind that. Um, and if you are listening to this on Spotify, then you might also notice that there is 
the option now or the ability to um, create video for your uh, podcast episodes. And so I am trying something new out. Um, you know, as we get to the new year, I'm trying to, I mean, I'm thinking of new things that I could be bringing to the podcast. Um, and so this is my first attempt at providing you all with actual um, video or kind of a visual to go alongside me talking at you. Um, So if you ask, if you're listening to this normally, you can listen to this without watching. Trust me, just listen to me. I promise it'll be the same. But if you wanted to see a little bit of the imagery that I provided for um, this episode, you'll be able to kind of see this, uh, listen to this and uh, watch um, alongside it or something like that. I don't know. But either way, I am super excited to be offering that to people who want to maybe, you know, have some kind of visual and aspect to the podcast. I don't think it's necessary because most of the time I think when I'm listening to podcasts or when I think of others listening to my podcast, I am picturing them being busy on their way to work, you know, doing other things. So they're not trying to watch anything. But I thought it would be nice to do this for kind of this bigger end of the year um, episode, you know, just because of that. Other than that, I would not do that. I don't think I would need to do it, but maybe in the future for other podcast episodes, I may figure out um, that there are some kind of moments that may need a visual um, counterpart and I may provide that for you all. So just let me know what you think if you end up watching the video um, alongside listening. So yeah, let's go ahead and get started with this episode. Okay, so this is how I'm picturing or imagining this to go. I am imagining that I will basically be reading the category um, to you all and then reading out my list of nominees for that category. After reading off the list of nominees, I will, of course, then announce the winner of the category. I do want to preference that the dramas that I will be kind of nominating and talking about and winning these categories are not all the dramas that I watched this year. So please do not think this is kind of like the only thing that I watched this year. I watched a lot of dramas, a lot more than I thought I was going to watch, surprisingly. (laughs) And I just didn't find a way to fit them into, you know, my actual categories that I listed because I want this to be kind of short and succinct and not an actual three hour long um, award ceremony, like a real one. So I wanted it to be, you know, within my episode time. So I had to be very strategic about some of the categories. So um, as well as, you know, how many nominees for each category you know I try to keep it nice short and sweet um but still kind of highlight some things I want you guys to know about my k-drama watching experience this year and then I also will kind of just shout out really quickly an example of a drama or two dramas like that so for example my name and dp are two k-dramas that I watched this year and generally enjoyed honestly um but I couldn't find a way anywhere to put them in my listings and my categories um for this end of the year kind of drama awards so I don't want you to think that they weren't good dramas that I enjoy they just didn't fit if that makes sense so they're in a category on their own I guess dramas that didn't make it but I still enjoy you know that's what I'll call that um but anyway 
how that's how I'm gonna do this this kind of episode. I'm gonna read off categories, nominees, and then winner. And we're just gonna keep going all the way through till I get to the end where I'll just kind of be more discussion and I'll just kind of fill you in and just kind of chat a little bit and then we'll wrap up the award ceremony. So definitely excited to do this. I hope you all like it. I know it's gonna be a little weird, but I think I think it's fun. I had a good time creating this, crafting this, you know, for this episode. And I'm excited that I'm finally able to show it to you guys. Okay, so let's start with the first category. Um, first category we have, um, we're starting with best K-drama OST. So yes, I was quite surprised, but this year I had quite a few drama OSTs that I I was listening to on on repeat. I didn't expect it. I was watching, listening to it outside of the drama. I enjoyed it when it was played in the drama, but I definitely was also enjoying it outside of the drama. So our nominees, we have Melancholia Darling, um, performed by, I believe, Sung Woo Jungda. And then we also have Never, Nevertheless, Whisper, Park Ji Woo. We also have from Nevertheless, Love Me Like That, Sam Kim. We also have The Witch's Diner, Alone, um, performed by Junie. And Monthly Home Magazine, Story of Us, Joe Yuri. And the winner for Best K-Drama OST, it is Nevertheless, Nevertheless, Whisper Park Ji-woo absolutely had to give it to Whisper because I talked about Whisper um, consistently when the the drama was airing and how I took out of all the things I took away from that drama I took away the OST and Whisper Um, so definitely had to award it to Whisper but I will definitely say all my nominees are all songs that I thoroughly enjoyed this year um, and I enjoyed you know listening to them in the drama so definitely want to say shout out to all of those nominees you are all winners in my heart (laughs) oh my goodness and I was I was really thinking about like Lola pops off about dramas awards and I actually wanted to name it um Lola Lola's popping award drama awards I was like that's so silly but like you know I thought it would be funny but I, I decided not to go that route but yeah so the um award goes to nevertheless whisper park chi Wu. okay next category up we have most underrated k-drama of 2021 and uh, the nominees are hello it's me or hello me dolly and the cocky prince imitation melancholia the Witch's Diner. And the award goes to... <laughs> hello, It's Me or Hello Me. Absolutely one of the most underrated dramas of the year. I feel like it totally went under the radar. Not many people I feel like watched it or talked about it. I feel like I was the only one talking about it at the time. Um, And I was talking about it as it was airing. And then after it finished, I just was looking around like who else out here loves this because I do. So Hello, It's Me is definitely 
one of the, I, I think, most underrated dramas of this year. Obviously, the other nominees I have there, I also believe are underrated, um, but I had to give it to Hello, It's Me. All right. Next category, we have most overrated K-drama of 2021. Uh, yes. Don't be alarmed if any of your faves are on this list. I've been using overrated and not a, that negative of a sense. It's like, it's just that it was really, really hyped up. Um, and I feel like it kind of was, it should not have been as hyped as it was, but not that it, the drama was bad or anything like that. Um, so don't, don't take offense. Um, but um, <laughs> my nominees for most overrated King drama of 2021, I have Vincenzo. I know, don't say anything. Nevertheless, <laughs> true beauty. Shh, shh, don't say anything, don't say anything. My roommate is a Gumio. Now, if you know, you know. And now we are breaking up. So these are my <laughs> nominees for most overrated K Travel 2021. And the uh, winner is. Yes. <laughs> It definitely nevertheless, I have to give it to nevertheless. So I want to preference that Vincenzo and True Beauty are actually two dramas that I, I personally enjoyed, but the way that people talked about it at the same time, I kind of was a little confused by like the way the hype was a little bit, it was a little bit much, but I did actually really enjoy Vincenzo and True Beauty. The other ones, not so much. Um, nevertheless, definitely was one that was overhyped it was so hyped up it got all this press and it was people were so excited i being one of them i was really prepared to to call this one of the top dramas of the year and it just fell flat so to me it was very overrated um it tried it did try to give something new and different um but it just did not give enough did not give enough so most overrated k-drama of 2021 all right. And again, these are all my opinions. So don't be alarmed. All of my opinions. <laughs> um, but yes, best um, next category. Best older K-drama watched for the first time in 2021. So this was a category that I was really excited about doing because I was able to watch a, some older dramas this year, as most of us K-drama watchers try to do. It's like if we miss something, we hear something about something that we never watched, we want to go back and check it out and watch it. So I was able, uh, given that it was a busy, busy, busy time uh, for K-drama this year, I still was able to go back and watch some new dramas. I mean, some dramas for the first time. Um, and these are the nominees. So basically all the, some of, all of the dramas that I watched for the first time this year, but like that were actually enjoyable. So here we go. Um, Queen for Seven Days, Into the Ring, Come and Hug Me, Long Time No See, he is psychometric. And I threw in this at the last minute, but Kiss Goblin, a web series short form drama. So yes, these are the nominees for best OK drama watched for the first time in 2021. And the winner is Queen for Seven Days. Absolutely Queen for Seven Days. It is had me in a chokehold. I marathoned it in maybe a day and a half. I was 
absolutely on the edge of my seat watching this drama. I had always had it on my watch list, but I had purposely continued to not watch it because I was afraid of it. I thought it was going to be sad. And I was like, why would I start a drama that I know is going to be sad? That's usually my MO for not watching dramas. If I feel like it's going to be sad, I'm not going to watch it. Um, and so this was on that list of I really want to watch it because I love the main, you know, I loved all the actors in it, but I was afraid to. Finally got the courage to watch it this year and it was a roller coaster. It was just as depressing and sad as I thought it was gonna be, but it still absolutely was um, the best thing that I watched for the first time um, in 2021, <laughs> definitely. But again, all my nominees were dramas I thoroughly enjoyed um, and that I was glad that I watched this year after not after missing it in the past. Um, quick shout out to Kiss Goblin. Wow, love that little short form drama. It is so cheesy, but it is so well written. So like give it give it some love if you haven't before. It's a short form, so it won't get you it's not gonna take you long to get through. Okay, so anyway, let's move on. All right. Next category um we have is most hilarious K drama of 2021. I kind of wanted it to be rom com, hilarious, com- comedy. So it's all that kind of wrapped into one. So I may have wrote it up as, as rom com. Either way, rom com, hilarious drama of 2021. The nominees are Monthly Magazine Home, Mr. Queen, Dolly and the Cocky Prince. Yumi's Sales, Secret Royal Inspector and Joy, and Adult Trainee, another web series kind of last minute edition shout out. All right. Um, and the winner for best rom-com or funniest, most hilarious K-Drama 2021 for me has to be Yumi Sales. It was hard to pick this category. I'm going to be honest. I wanted to give it to uh, quite a few others here, but I definitely figured to go along with Yumi's Sales um, because Yumi Sales was such a funny drama to me. I laughed out loud multiple episodes and it did have a lot to do with the kind of cartoon aspect or her little sales. They were just freaking hilarious. I had to give it to them. Sorry, not sorry. Um, So Yumi Sales is definitely one of the funniest dramas that I watched, if not the funniest one um, that I watched this year. So uh, let's go on to the next category. All right. So this one's not controversial. It shouldn't be controversial, but maybe it is. But I did do the biggest K-drama disappointment of 2021 for me because this is very, I think, a personal, you know, all of these categories are very personal. But for me, when it's a disappointment, it's usually because you had high expectations for it. And that's based off of whatever, you know, something you wanted to see, the the kind of setup, the premise, the actors, there's multiple things, you know, that could be um, why your expectations were so high. And then when you watched it or wasn't even able to finish watching it because it was just not at all what you wanted it to be, then it's a huge disappointment, right? So these are my nominees for Biggest K-Drama Disappointment of 2021. Um, I have on that list, Oh My Lady Lord, My Roommate is a Gumio, Lovers of the Red Sky, and The Veil. The winner for Biggest K-Drama Disappointment of 2021 definitely has to go to The Veil. Yes, The Veil. 
have to give it to the veil. Um, mind you, all these dramas highly disappointed me. Oh, my lady Lord, super excited to see um, uh, Minky and uh, Nana and just disappointed, just poorly written. Couldn't get past like the first two episodes. So bad. Um, my roommate is a Gumio. Got all the way through eight, episode eight and just was sorely, sorely disappointed. So, so, so sad. Lovers of the Red Sky got to episode seven. Couldn't make it through to the end, but I was so excited about it being one of the kind of sacred dramas of the year. Definitely not. Um, and then The Veil. The Veil was a big, the biggest disappointment because not only was it just so, I mean, it, it was so much money was put into this drama. So much money. That's it. I knew about this drama a while ago because of the NBC talking about how much money they were putting into this drama. So I was super excited. I was like, ooh, it's going to be action. Da, da, da. You know, it had, you know, it had some actors in it that I was, I was looking forward to, but after the fact, not so much. Um, and so just that, just disappointing. I couldn't get through, I think, past episode six. Just not good. And I didn't hear much good things after the fact. I know that NBC is still sticking beside it and believe it was one of their best. But I think NBC had to because they spent a lot of money on it. But I personally just thought it was a big disappointment because I was I was looking forward to it. I really was. All right, enough about uh, you know, disappointments. Let's talk about some, some good stuff, some real good stuff. So next category we have, <laughs> I'm super excited about, um, is best K-drama couple of 2021. Yes, this was so difficult narrowing it down. I swear I could have put so many more, but I really had to be strategic about this. Again, like I said, to kind of keep it succinct. But I did... I did put a lot of thought into these couples and I think what I went for when choosing these final couples had to be while watching the ones that gave me the most butterflies in my stomach, uh, the ones that I um, envied and and as a like a personal goal. So hashtag like couple goals in my real life um, and just couples that kept me um, in a chokehold, basically, just kept me in a chokehold. They they wouldn't let me breathe, wouldn't let me go. So these are the the ones that I narrowed it down to. Mind you, I had other couples that I enjoyed this year, tons of them, but these are the ones that I, like I said, met those um, criteria. <laughs> okay, so the nominees for best K drama couple of 2021 are Run On, Dana and Yangkwa. Mad for each other, Wio and Minkyung, Dali and the Kaki Prince, Dali and Muhak, Yumi Sales, Yumi and Wonga. I like to call him Wonga, like her. Um, hometown Cha Cha Cha, and Misun and Unchul, and the Red Sleeve Yisan and Dokum. So, yes, uh, the winner for Best K-Drama Couple of 2021 is Matt for each other, Wio and Minkyung. I know, I know. It was hard to choose. I could have chose all of these as the Best K-Drama Couple, um, but I really gave it to them, Wio and Minkyung, at the final minute there because... 
I just remember when I was watching the drama, they gave me butterflies. They made me like laugh and giggle. And I felt like I was falling in love, like in real life. Like I, they made me feel like I was falling in love. And I just remember that vividly. So I had to give it to Leo and Min Kyung. Love them, love them to pieces. Love them to pieces. But everyone else, Dolly and Muhak were just, mm, they, for them to be such a comedic and funny uh, little set, they were spicy. They were a spicy little couple, man. Love them. But either way, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's move on. Let's move on um, to the next category, which is best chemistry um, in a K drama of 2021. So basically, this is not just. This could be characters, this could be um, actors, whatever. I just kind of lumped it into chemistry. Like I just, whatever, whenever I was watching the drama, this is what I felt. I just felt chemistry. Um, so the nominees are The Devil Judge, Johan and Guyon. Wow. This was on and off screen. So characters, Johan and Guyon definitely had chemistry. Um, so I had to put them there. Um, next, mine, ladies of mine. Yes, the our ladies, the women of the drama mine, they had so much chemistry together. I mean, just on screen, they were fire. Absolutely loved them. Um, Vincenzo, the entire cast, entire cast. <laughs> Hometown, cha-cha-cha, entire cast, entire cast. Um, right at the final hour, I threw in adult trainee um, Ban Yura and Kim Nam Ho. This again is a short web series um, drama. And the winner for best chemistry in a K drama is the Devil Judge Johan and Guyon. I'm gonna be honest. Technically, I wanted them to put I wanted to put them in best K drama couple category. I'm not gonna lie. However, they are not a couple in the drama. I know, spoiler alert, they are not an actual couple in the drama. <laughs> However, when I tell you the chemistry had you fooled, I swear it was, I was watching a love story and the devil judge. I swear it was a romance. No one can tell me differently. The chemistry was through the roof. Um, and this again was on and off screen, like behind the scenes, the, the, they were it just they were meant to be in a drama together that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say on that so best chemistry definitely has to go to Johan and Guyon but everyone else absolutely adored the chemistry like I said entire cast man like loving I loved it I loved it um so sure yeah now let's go on to the next one next uh we have best k-drama character um in a k-drama in 2021 this is, you know, you know me and my character, so I had to make this its own category. So the nominees are The Devil Judge, Johan, Vincenzo, Vincenzo, Mine, Sohyun, Yumi's Sales, Yumi, The Red Sleeve, Yisan, Adult Trainee, Ban Yura. And the winner for best K drama character of 2021, the Devil Judge Johan. Gotta give it to him. Gotta give it to him. Johan. Johan. 
Johan. That's all I'm going to say. He is a character that I feel like you think you've seen in, before in dramas. You think you've seen his type of character before in dramas. But what Jisung, the actor, was able to bring to this Johan character... I think not many would have been able to do. So obviously this is a shout out to Jisung as an actor, um, but it also is the ability to make a character breathe beyond, you know, what I think was originally on the page. And so Johan was, was breathing. He was breathing. <laughs> so definitely best K-drama character of the year for me. I had others that I wanted to add in this list. Um, and at this last minute, I didn't put them on because I just felt like the other ones were so strong. Um, so they weren't going to be able to make it. But I do have to say, and um, shout out to Run On, the drama Run On. So many characters in that drama. I mean, all four main characters in that drama technically should be on this list. I'm going to be honest as nominees, but it just couldn't fit all four of them on there. So definitely say shout out to the four main characters of Run On. But these are my top. Um, yeah, Yisan, I let me just do a quick shout out. The drama hasn't even, I mean, yes, the drama has <clears throat> finished hasn't finished airing yet at the time of me recording this episode we only have two episodes left but Yisan's portrayal which is one that has been portrayed um throughout films and k-dramas throughout the years Yisan played in in this red sleeve has just been I have never just I've, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed his portrayal, um, Junho's portrayal of Yisan. I think Yisan in this drama is a lot different than what I'm used to seeing him as. So just shout out to the way that they they crafted the Yisan character for the Red Sleeve. Um, but yeah, now let's get to the kind of final category, the big one, um, which is, of course, best K-drama of 2021. The nominees for Best K-Drama of 2021 are Run On, Mad for Each Other, The Devil Judge, Yumi's Sales, The Red Sleeve, Hometown Cha Cha Cha. And again, all of these nominees are worthy of winning Best K-Drama 2021 for me. However, of course, the winner of Best K-Drama of 2021 for Lola has to be The Devil Judge. I've said it. I said it. I said it. And it's, it stayed true all the way to the end of the year. The Devil Judge was the one to beat in the final hour. And no one really was able to beat them. So the Devil John Judge is the best K-drama of 2021 for me. I love the drama. If you haven't listened to my Devil Judge overall impressions, I even mentioned in that episode um, that it one of my biggest regrets for my podcast this year was not doing a weekly um, recap of the devil judge because there was just so much richness in that drama that I wish I talked about as it was happening and I didn't get to do that and I regret that to this day the devil judge I just 
maybe it's to me also is an underrated drama of the year i feel like many people didn't watch it or if they did i mean i don't know but the devil judge for me is just a highlight standout drama for me this year don't know why don't know what it was yes i do that's a lie i talk about it in my overall impressions episode so go check out that uh, but i definitely would say that drama as a whole was beautifully and wonderfully done um just stand out but i will say um now that we've gotten through all the kind of categories again is that all the nominees for the categories technically could be the winner i'm gonna be honest like red sleeve haven't hasn't even ended yet at the time when we were film recording this and i still think it's one of the best drums of this year um nbc got it right with the red sleeve as opposed to the veil um and i'm sure the budgets were vastly different um yumi sales because it has a season two is why i could not give it best k-drama because it the story is to be continued so i just feel like that wasn't fair run on at the start of the year was the drama the the best drama of the year for me to beat i kept saying that i kept saying that mad for each other was had the option of beating run on at the time of, the, of me watching mad for each other but the ending of mad for each other just tinged you know it, it kind of tainted it just a little bit so it was not able to kind of beat out run on um and then the devil judge came out of nowhere i mean because i had no intentions of watching that drama and it just blew everyone else out the water so definitely say devil judge for me is the best k-drama of the year what i will say as well is that obviously if you look at my list and my nominees and my categories this is super specific to me and my K-drama watching experience of this year. Um, I obviously don't have on this list Squid Game, you know, that's just not on here. Um, some other kind of big name drop K-dramas on Netflix, just not here. You know, it's just not here because those were personally not dramas that I watched or got you know excited about so not to say anything against those dramas i'm sure they were best on other people's list obviously um and shout out to those being the best there but for lola these had to be the ones um and yeah and again these were not all the dramas that i watched this year i did watch a lot more they just didn't have room on my in my award ceremony um but let's wrap it up with two kind of other little categories that aren't really awards that I'm giving out, but just just wanted to say this, list these. Um, but I do have here um, two dramas that I want to give another try in 2022. I know that sounds weird because, you know, you drop some dramas and you're like, absolutely not, never going to watch this again. But I did drop two dramas this year that I want to say I put them on hold. I did not fully drop them. I want to give them another try in 2022. Um, and those two dramas are The King's Affection and Lost. Um, I, I just definitely believe that there, there was some, the King's Affection was written for me. I just feel like every, the whole premise, the whole setup was written for me and for me not to have liked it at the point that I stopped watching it really was disappointing me and I think I was so mad at it that I, that's why I dropped it. So I need to go back to give it another chance just to make sure it disappointed me and it was, it's not, you know, it's not me just being, you know, grumpy. So I'm going to give the King's Affection one more shot. 
and then Lost. The only reason I dropped Lost is because of the accessibility. It's on the ITE app and I just was like, I'm not watching it on ITE. I'm just not. You gotta pay for another subscription. I was just not. I was being very, I think, you know, it's the principle of it all kind of about Lost um, and how to watch it. But now I've gotten over that and I've realized that I can watch Lost on IG. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a big girl. I can do it. And so I definitely want to watch Lost and, uh, in 2022. I stopped around episode four. So at that point, I was enjoying the drama. going to be honest. Was it sad and depressing? Yes. But did I feel like it had something there for me? Absolutely. So definitely we'll be giving Lost um, another try. And next category that I would just do, this is again a shout out at this point. I wanted to shout out my faves that I will be looking forward to in 2022. So these are all actors that I picked up on this year and really they just stood out to me and they made me excited. Um, and so I'm excited to see their career continue and flourish. They are obviously are not all new actors. Some of them have been acting for a while or just been in the game for a while. It's just that for me, they're, they brought a lot of joy to me this year and it made me anticipate what more they'll kind of have on the table for me in the future. So those um, are Huang Inyop. Yes, he was in True Beauty and he was robbed. Um, Park Jin Young. Yes, Jin Young from God 7 who I already knew about all these years. Have seen him in the past multiple times, but for some reason, him and Devil Judge, him and Yumi Sales, and then I went back and watched He is Psychometric for him. I absolutely am. I'm just enamored with him. I absolutely love him. He has been my one of my biggest crushes of the year. Love him. I love Jin Young. I don't know where you've been. Well, I know where you've been. It's just, I don't know why now you are on my radar, but you are on my radar now. Um, and next I have Park Kyu um, Young. She obviously has been acting for a while. She's been in the game. But for me, this was my first year really paying attention to her um, and really enjoying her and what I was watching. She was in The Devil Judge. She also was Dolly and Dolly and the Cocky Prince. And boy, she absolutely beautiful, stunning to look at. I like her on Instagram as well. Like I just, everything about her, I just adore her. So definitely looking forward to see what else she's in and hopefully more leads, lead roles. That's for sure, because um, she was amazing in Dolly and Kaki Prince. Um, and everybody knows, if you knew, if you know, if you've been listening all this time, all this year, um, you know I had to shout out my bae, Bay in Hyuk. Bay in Hyuk has been my top bae of the year. I fell absolutely head over heels for him this year. He was, shout out to Kiss Goblin. Web, he's a web series king and he was so amazing and stand out in his little web series and web you know yeah a lot of web series i think this year was his year to kind of break out from that and he's starting to get some lead roles and he's going to be in a drama in 2022 with inyo so i am just beyond excited to see both of them in the same drama it's going to be uh please don't disappoint me don't be on my disappointments of 2022 list please um but yes definitely love Bay and Hyuk. So those are my kind of top four fave, new faves that I'm looking forward to in 2022. So 
thank you <laughs> this is the point of the episode now that this is the end of the year for me to say thank you thank you thank you thank you so much um to everyone who's listened to an episode or listened to um, a minute of an episode, whatever the way that you've engaged with this podcast this year, I just want to say thank you. I know there have been tons of people who have um, kind of reached out to me individually and kind of DM me and kind of started conversations, supported me, shouted me out in multiple ways online and social media. And I just want to say you are more than appreciated. Um, you are a absolute staple in this this podcast, as in without you, I would not be able to have the motivation enough to continue to do this. So I want to say shout out to you all for being the best listeners around. Uh, thank you for allowing me the kind of chance to, to get on here and just ramble and, you know, muse over all things K-drama this year and for just listening and supporting that because uh, you don't have to. You really don't. And I really appreciate it. I just really would hope and this is a request to you all listening right now. Please, please let me know what else you would like to do um, with this podcast as far as like how to engage with me um, and this podcast, I am more than open and more than willing to just do all kinds of things um, to kind of keep more engagement with you all. I feel like I want to talk more to you all. I want to hear more from you all. I want to kind of feature you all. So let me know. Let me know. How can I get you all more engaged? I am listening. You can find me on my um, on Instagram at Lola Pops Off About K-Dramas, as well as my website, Lola Pops Off About K-Dramas.com. I am not currently on Twitter um, and what TikTok. Uh, you know, I've, I'm only Instagram and um, website right now. Twitter, I'm very afraid of, so I'm working up the nerve to get to that point. Um, also, I um, I just really would love to hear from you all. So please, 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 please come bother me. Come talk to me. Come ask me questions. Come tell me what you need, what you want to do, what you want to talk about, what you want to see. Give me some ideas. Give me some feedback. I'm here. I'm open and I'm listening. Um, this has been a wonderful year. I started my, this podcast in, on January 8th of this year. So I'm going into um, January about to hit my one year with this podcast. Um, and it's been glorious. I just have to say it's been glorious. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you all so much. Um, that's all for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been a real year, hasn't it? But this is Lola and Lola's off.